Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th. With me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Spencer Fearon. Spencer, I think I've only got one question to ask, really. Wow, what did we witness last night? In the early hours of this morning, we were blessed to understand that extraterrestrials are real <laughs> and the presence of God actually works inside of a human being, right? Because nobody cannot tell me that what we witnessed here last night with the performance that Terence Crawford did, uh, I've seen some wow factors in boxing. You know what I mean? I've watched so much boxing, right? Wow factors like 1986 when Mike Tyson goes out and blips his Trevor, Trevor Burbeck to become heavyweight champion of the world. You know what I mean in the in the in the second round to become the youngest ever heavyweight champion, right? Was that moment that you think wow, right? But I did against Trevor Burbeck. Trevor Burbeck has lost fights in the past, lost to Larry Holmes, but he still became a champion, right? We turn back the page if you go back to November of '66, Muhammad Ali gave an incredible performance. And it was. And they would say that's Ali's greatest performance against Cleveland Williams. Cleveland Williams was long, long in the tooth at the time, but it was still an incredible, remarkable performance. We've seen performances like Hagler Hearn's fight. The Hagler Hearn's fight, where that was a wow moment because that was, as the great Reg Guthridge said, was it nine minutes of mayhem? And that's what it was. You go right throughout history and we've had these great fights 
Floyd Mayweather in 2001 when he beats Diego Corrales. Incredible performance. Floyd Mayweather in 2005 when he when he when he beats Gatti. Wow performance. But that that Gatti win wasn't against an unbeaten fighter. That Gatti win wasn't against somebody who was in the top four pound for pounds, mm-hmm. right? What we saw yesterday was Terence Crawford reconfirming that God communicates with humble servants, right? And you know, like loads of people straight away, they're saying like, oh, praise, thanks to God, and da, da, da. they always say this, they're just like cliche thing. Rappers getting on wall, yeah, thanks to God, but then yeah, bang, bang, right? Right, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, no. Terence Crawford really, truly has tapped in to that spiritual consciousness. And that's what we saw demonstrate. I've seen a couple guys you can tap into that spiritual consciousness. Floyd used to do it quite regularly. Ali definitely used to do it. You know what I mean? Roberto Duran, they will tap into a spiritual consciousness. And the consciousness is, is, is very deep. And when you see somebody do that, just before the fight started, I was warming the arm about who's going to win the fight and all the rest of it, right? When you speak to other great men, last week we spoke to Sugar Shane Mosey, he came on the fighters, right? And Sugar Shane Mosey said, I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to win. And Sugar Shane Mosey said, I'm going to know who's going to win maybe just before the bell goes, right? And I was looking at, I'm looking at not only the body language, but the energy that I'm feeling from the body language, right? And just before the, the bell went, I said to Tundi Tun, Terence Crawford's going to win this, you know. And he lost the first round. And I thought, wow, my energy is like kind of tricking me. And just like I was saying to you when we did the tactical breakdown, how the man can download information, compute it, and spin it there and then. And even in the first round, when I said, no, you lost the first round, but his jabs were so much... He just looks so much cuter and he's a throwback fighter and it's beautiful to see a human being who does not need to crash cars, who doesn't need to have wads of money frying around, doesn't need to have all of these beautiful women around him to see like how it's going on. He doesn't buy into the stereotype of a narrative that certain people want to have of, of, of someone that that is Terence Crawford. Terence Crawford is a purist of boxing. And it was an honor to see a purist demonstrate his skill level like that. Because you'd see certain things that Floyd Mayweather would do. And we're looking at them and saying, well, you can't teach that. There's mm. certain things what, what Terence Crawford does where it's actually teachable, but you have to have the reflexology to pull that stuff off. Where do you ever see a guy throw a right uppercut from backing off? That's some Sugar Robinson business, mm. right? Great. They, I mean, that's some. That's like we see guys who throw shots like that. That's Sugar Robinson, Jake Lamar. Um, what was that? February February fourteenth, nineteen fifty one, Yankee Stadium. That's that's that kind of majestic, wonderful thing. And let's not. I don't want to hear nothing about our oh, well, um, Crawford was out for fifteen months. Sorry, Crawford, not Errol Spence was out for fifteen months. You know what I mean, Errol Spence was, uh, uh, he, he's coming back from that car crash. The car crash was was four years ago now. You know what I mean? All these kind of, no. He did that to Errol Spence, man. 
Errol Spence is the real deal. He done that to Errol Spence. He made Errol Spence, and that's his best performance I've ever seen him in, in, in Bud Crawford. And what Bud Crawford has done there now, if Bud Crawford retires tomorrow, he's an all-time great. He's an all-time great. A two-time undisputed world champion in a time where he's four belts, and he's done that? Yeah. I, Trust me. I do want to jump on something you said there, Spence. You said he lost the first round. Now, and you did mention that Terence downloads that day. Do you think he took that first round to sort of like read Spence and be like, okay, okay, now I've got you. Now now I've sort of like downloaded what you can do, what your game plan is, your game plans to come forward, try and bully me with body shots and whatnot. And then you've seen in the second round, he started he started being a, a little bit tougher on the inside as well. So do you think that that first round, he, he didn't take the first round off, but you feel like he was downloading that data that you spoke about to go into the second and third and fourth and fifth? And um, you, know, he, you know, I mean, he's, he's known as being a slow star, right? Errol Spence isn't like, I'm going to jump on you kind of star. But while watching, the, while watching the fight, he was like, his calmness was amazing. Mm. Can you imagine the pressure they're under? And it was a, it was more of a pro Terence Crawford crowd. No, sorry. It was more of a Errol Spence crowd. The crowd seemingly from where I watched it, it seemed like it was more pro pro Errol Spence. But the way how he performed is like he won over the crowd as well. He had his crowd in there, but then he converted the, the Errol Spence fans to be his fans. And I think he needed a fight of that magnitude for it to blow because we was having, remember, we was having this debate about, oh, is, is Inouye pound for pound number one? No, he's not. He's nowhere near. The performance that I saw last night, this morning, Terence Crawford is pound for pound number one fighter in the world. And he's incredible. And he's 35 years young <laughs> because he can go on for many, many years. And let me tell you this. As the great man that I've got on this T-shirt, Marcus Garvey, let me big up Fui Cargo. I always got big them guys up. You know what I mean? The gorilla man. Like, this man here, Marcus Garvey, was, um, he was a Pan-Africanist. And Marcus Garvey, um, in the 20s, said, he had a quote that said, without confidence, you are twice defeated in a race of life. But with confidence, you have won even before you started. And Terence Crawford had that quiet confidence, right? He had that quiet confidence. He wasn't saying things to... And I also like the fact that he was showing his, his human side to him, where he says, yeah, you know, I think about losing. So he can't... He can't. And everyone's like, oh, is that weak? And, da, 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 and everyone's, everyone becomes psychologists when anybody says anything. No, I'm not. I'm not reading into that. He's just showing you that I'm real like that. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect. I'm real like that. And to put in that performance there, I've always liked him when he beat up your fellow countryman, Ricky Burns. I remember doing the tactical breakdown for that for Sky. And Tundi came around my house and we watched, we was watching loads and loads of tapes of him. And while I was watching it, I was like, wow, this guy's special, you know? And I mean, I got big up my, 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 my old verbal sparring partner from Toe to Toe, Ed Draper, because he mentioned that. He said, I remember watching, I watched the whole weekend of him. And I came back into Sky Studios to do to do the breakdown for, for the fight. And I love Ricky Burns, but I said, boy, Ricky's going to get punched up, man. Yeah. And he, 
and uh, and and, well, and we still. I will say this: Ricky did go the distance with him. He did go the distance, <laughs> but you know what? You know what? He did go the distance with him. I'm not taking nothing away from Ricky Burns, but what I'm trying to say is this: this man constantly keeps on improving. Mm-hmm. He constantly keeps on improving, and the sky's the limit. And you know what? We have seen that uh, this guy's going to be a superstar now. He's going to be a superstar. He's going to be, he has to, on that performance there, he's going to be a superstar. And I could see some really big fights because if um, Jamil Charlo's fighting, fighting Canelo, right? Mm-hmm. If he loses that crown, if he loses that, that, that fight, he's going to come back down in weight and he's still undisputed champion at, at 154, right? Then we're going to get Terence Crawford versus Charlo. And then Terence Crawford has a chance to become the first man in history to become undisputed champion in three ways, not just two. Was it Jamil? He had the, the after the, the third knockdown, you seen him go over to speak to one of the Charlos. I hadn't, I didn't, I didn't know which one it was. They just said it was a Charlo that he went back and he was, when he knocked Spence down the third time and the, the second time in the seventh, he's went over to the corner and you can see him arguing with one of the Charlos. Was that Jamel or was that Jamal? You know what? I can actually say they look the same, so I don't know which one he was talking Yeah, the to. twins is hard to right. tell, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. even at that, that, that just shows you the sort of tenacity and the mental toughness that... that, that, that... But it could be Jamel. It, yeah, I think it's Jamel because they train together. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's Jamel Charlo. Yeah, well, Jamel Charlo, he's obviously knocked Spence down, went over there and he was having, he was obviously going back and forth with Jamel uh, in the corner, which is just shows you his toughness that he's in a, an undefeated, he's in an undisputed world title fight in Las Vegas, 50-50 fight, supposed to be. Um, and he's still got the sort of mental capacity and strength to go over there and argue with somebody in the crowd and then go back to fighting somebody as dangerous. You know what? Just, you know what? I, I didn't I didn't like I didn't like the aura of Errol Spence when he came out. Mm. There was something that it just looked something he had like a vacant look. And I've seen him many times when he comes in, he has got this vacant look, and then when the bell goes, he just switches it on. And he switched it on in the first round. I was so impressed with him in the first round, right? Yeah. And I thought, right, is he going to keep this? But like I said, this guy, when he downloads information on you, you know what I mean? He, he, he like reboots systems. And he's like, right, whatever you've done, I've just wiped that away. I'm going forward to do what I'm doing. And like I said, he did that to Errol Spence, an unbeaten fighter, you know what I mean? A unified world champion uh, and a guy who's been tyrannical in his weight division. And he made it look easy. Right, he made it look easy, bro, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm like, my goodness gracious, he made it look easy, and yeah. What, what else? Can you, you can't say nothing else, Andrew. You, all you got, all you got to do is bask in what we witnessed, and and after I jump off here, I'm gonna watch the fight again, because yeah, we saw sublime greatness in the early hours and you know what i'm so happy for him i saw i read somewhere i think deontay wilder mentioned that post fight in one of his post fight interviews as well that he mentioned that earl spence looked dry maybe you mentioned the sort of gaunt look in his eyes do you think that it was he was tight at the weight do you think maybe the weight and the long layoff had a little bit of a factor in this fight I, i'm, I'm no, not thinking no 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 but... bro seriously seriously no because if it were one, we wouldn't mention anything about the weight, and and it's it's weird because somebody 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 who was it? 
oh, I've forgotten the brother's name, Simon. So on on Twitter, asked me a question. He and the question that he, he posed to me was, was this performance better than Roy Jones's win over James Tony? Mm. And I said, yes, it was. Right. And I stick and I stick to that. And don't get to the James Tony, one of my favorite fighters ever. Roy Jones, I love Roy Jones. I used to try to copy everything about Roy Jones when I was a kid. But on the reels, this was a better performance because it was a more domineering performance. He stopped a guy, right? When if you watch Roy Jones when he fought James Tony, Roy Jones weren't taking no risks in there because James Tony, he was lights out. He catch you, you, it's lights out. You don't believe me? Ask Prince Charles Williams, right? So but he, what we saw demonstrated yesterday was that wow factor upon wow factor, and it was excellent. So, you know what I mean? All of his team, I got big up. You know what I mean? Like, Bomac, you got to get, because he was getting a lot of stick, you know what I mean? Because he's a, he's a quite portly human being. Bomac was getting, Bomac's a cool guy, though. Bomac, I got big him up. Redder, who's, who's my guy. You know what I mean? Ish, the whole team, Crawford, they, you got massive props to him. It's, it's superb what they've put together, man. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? And I'm not taking nothing away from Errol Spence. And Errol Spence has got nothing to feel ashamed about. Reason why, Errol Spence is a multi, multi-millionaire. He's done really good for himself. Really good for himself, right? And if it wasn't a four-belt weight era, he'd have been an undisputed champion. He's done incredibly well for himself. And more so, that car crash that he had, was it? October 10th of 19. Yeah, was it? Yeah. It's four years, 19. Yeah, yeah. It's four years ago. He should have died. Mm. He should have died. Right? So even on that, you've been blessed by God. You're a multi-millionaire. Your your health's intact. You're most probably going to move up in weight now. You'll become a world champion as you move up in weight. And you never know where it's going to lead to. But we know, like, you can't really do the weight, do the weight. But I'm not making that excuse that you can't really do the weight because I know for a fact Bud Crawford walks around very big as well, mm-hmm. right? So it is what it is. It's just a great time for boxing, man. And I and I hope that this sends reverberations around the sport of boxing because everybody's talking boxing now, right? Let's not let it dip or, or, or go further away from everybody. Everybody's talking boxing right now. It's a great time to be involved in boxing. And it's a fantastic time to be involved in boxing. I'm just honoured to speak to someone like yourself who actually fathoms what this is. You're not just asking questions. You actually fathom the sport. You actually fathom the sweet science. Lots of people don't fathom the sweet science. And then when you're trying to justify the, what is the sweet science, just watch what we saw yesterday. And then you know that it's... it's you watch Terence Crawford. It's not even a sweet science being demonstrated. You watch too much of him, you'll get diabetes. It's incredible. Well, see, see the sweet science is more of... More than just in the ring stuff as well. What I liked about the two fighters as well, Spence, is the press conference. There was no cussing, there was no shoving. The weighing, there was no shoving. It was a handshake at the weighing. They actually said thank you to each other for making this fight and they shook hands. Yeah. I mean, that was at the weighing. They've just made weight and they're saying thanks to each other and they're shaking hands. I mean, that for me is the sweet science as well. I mean, two guys at the top of the game thanking each other for accepting the fight, getting in and having a fight. That epitomizes boxing for me as well, is the fact that these guys showed the younger generation it doesn't take a cuss word, it doesn't take a shove and a push, throwing water bottles at each other, it doesn't take that to make these great fights and for the fans to get involved. It just takes two elite athletes at the top of their game just to say, yes, I'll fight you, and then just get in the ring. It's exactly. It's that simple. And what I've noticed is this, is like, 
we live in a culture where the culture is to be uncultured. Mm-hmm. You saw two men for the culture, right? For the culture. And we are... The culture yesterday, which was demonstrated, is, is the 50th year of hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. That was hip-hop culture at its finest. Not these little foolish rappers that we're seeing now, little Uzi and V and all these little... No. That was real. That was KRS-One. That was Ray Kwan. That was... You know I mean, that was Ghostface Killer. You know what I mean, that, 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 what we saw there, you know I mean, that was Nas, hip hop is dead. That is what we, what we saw, that was for the culture, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it translates and there was, that was nothing more fitting, even to the fact that through, through, through a tweet that Eminem came and wrapped him out, mm. right? From I saw that, I said, oh man. You know what I mean, from that as well, I'm saying you can't lose. You got Eminem, man. Let's just be real. Eminem's one of the greatest to ever do it. Let's just be real now, right? You can't all all of mate. It was just great, but I ain't taking nothing away from Errol Spence. I love Errol Spence. You know I mean, Errol Spence has been a fantastic ambassador for the sport. Um, I wish him all the best on what he does now. My only major concern right now is this, right? And me and Tony touched on this yesterday. We're going to touch on it later on today. Tune in at 8 o'clock. Stamina for Sale YouTube channel where you hear on the fight is right. But listen, what we're saying is this. I do not like when a trainer, all of a sudden you become number one trainer, right? In Derek James. I love Derek James. A really nice guy. But you're taking on too many fighters, bro. Mm. And, you're, and not only that, you're taking on fighters who are coming into your camp with a loser's energy. Right? So I'm saying... It's hard because that was the biggest fight of your career. And now you've got to come back and work with Anthony Joshua. Mm. That's not, it's not a good look, bro. Well, this is it. If he does well with Anthony Joshua, I mean, it shows how great a trainer he is. If he can get that winner's mentality. No, 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 no. Don't get, Derek James is an excellent trainer. Mm. But I just know how energies, uh, energies, you know what I mean? Energies go where it flows. So I just, I'm, I just, I'm wondering what's going to happen here. Mm. That's where my mind's at. I want to know how Derek James prepares Andy Joshua for this one here. You know what I mean? That that's that's me just being totally one hundred. I'm glad that Andy Joshua is working with him, but yeah, I know Dylan White's coming to war in two weeks. I know he's coming to war, right? So much that that yeah, I know Dylan's coming to war. So let's see. Let's see that. It's probably a, a, an interview that I'll be doing with you in a couple of weeks to talk about that fight. But oh, definitely, definitely. One final one for me. Obviously, I do want to touch a little bit with, with Errol Spence. I mean, he, he dug in deep there. He didn't want to quit. So fair play to him in that sense as well. But he mentioned the rematch. Automatically said yes. It's going to happen in December. Hopefully, it's at one fifty four. After that performance, Spence does that want a rematch? Do you want to see it again at one fifty four? No. I'm going to be real with you. No, no. What I'd like to see happen is for, you know what I mean? It all to go away and just rebuild, right? And sometimes it's like when things go wrong and you're thinking to yourself, like, you, you, you've just been in a car crash. Mm. Literally, like, you've literally been in one and then you've physically been in the next one and mentally been in another car crash in what you were involved in the fight that you was involved in last night, right? Go back and rebuild. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'd like you to do. Go back and rebuild and 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 try 
recalibrate stuff. You can ask my kids in the background, right? And go and recalibrate stuff and 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 then see where you can go from there. I wouldn't want I'm because the, the victory of Terrence Crawford was so conclusive, then you know. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be no rush for no rematch. I'm just saying you should rebuild, come back, come back, better improve things to yourself. That's what I believe. Um, I mean, like you say, we went to something great last night in, in Terence Crawford, a uh, generational fighter, an all-time great. Um, he's up there with Andre Wards and Floyd Mayweather, so these modern era fighters that we talk about. 100%. And uh, listen, Spencer, a really And don't forget Joe Kawasaki. People Joe like Kawasaki as well, Kawasaki. definitely. How can I All forget? right, don't forget Joe. King Joe. Um, yeah, listen, Spencer, I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking time out on your Sunday afternoon. But I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of it with your kids. Tune in right, mate. Park Stamina for Sale, Fighters Right with you and Tunde. Can we? Yep, yeah, at eight o'clock. YouTube. It's going to be fun. Can you find you anywhere else but YouTube? Or is it just on YouTube? It's on It's on YouTube. It's also on iTunes and on Facebook and Twitter. So, there yeah. Go. There you go. Right, how about that? Right, Spencer. Appreciate it, brother, man. I'll speak to you soon, my man. Thank you, mate. Love, my friend. Take care. God bless. Always. Thank you, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.